0: I don't know about you but the last couple of weeks Sunday mornings what's been shared from the front we've had quite a few challenges I wasn't here last week we were away um, but a joy of technology I caught upon the podcast to listen to to Chris's um, what he spoke about last week and I must admit Jesus the savage as the title on the podcast sort of got my attention straight away <laughs> I was a bit like whoa <laughs> and uh, and the week before those of you who came to let loose and we heard Jonathan Conrath uh, I'm not ashamed and again the challenge of what was being said and there's a you know if I'm honest I don't know where you're all at if I'm honest there's a little bit of me that goes more challenges excuse me last two and a half years I think I've had enough changes and enough challenges to last me another 50 years never mind you know okay let's have another challenge um God doesn't leave us where we are does he he keeps moving us on he keeps at that moment where you think oh I think I've got my head round that little bit suddenly it's like oh my goodness there's a whole other bit that I hadn't realized and off we go again and humanly I look at a challenge and in the flesh I would go can't do that You know, when God says, I mean, going back, you know, the first time God wanted me to go on mission with Andrew and going away. And I'm thinking, I can't do that humanly. But, you know, God's got everything planned. Every provision is there. And every provision for us is there in the person of the Holy Spirit. And how he, as we've prayed today, fills us. How he empowers us how he enables and encourages us and when you're talking about the Holy Spirit or we start to do a Bible study on it or Nowadays we Google and see the Holy Spirit. Why the Holy Spirit? You know what does the Holy Spirit do? There is so much. There are so, you know the Spirit. We have the benefit of incredible hindsight, don't we? And we have a Bible where we can see the Holy Spirit right at the beginning in creation, and we can hear that the Holy Spirit is right at the end in Revelation. The Spirit. And the bride says, Come. We can see the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament empowering people to do amazing things. We can hear Isaiah saying, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. And that's before Pentecost, excuse me. You know, we can see how the Holy Spirit, one person of the Trinity, God in three persons, the Holy Spirit woven right through over thousands of years. And it doesn't stop in Revelation. He's here today. He's here for us. We've um, been on holiday up to Northumberland. If you know us, you know it's one of our favorite places to be, and I hope this next bit's not going to insult anybody. We um, were walking on the beaches, which are just gorgeous, and there were so many dogs. (laughs) I'm just gonna say that. There were so many dogs. I like dogs if you know Dave you know Dave loves dogs and dogs love Dave wherever we are they find him it's just one of those things um, but the beaches of Northumberland are ideal because these dogs have all this space to run around but ugh, the human bits of me that gets slightly judgmental if I'm honest at time I find myself thinking oh there's another lockdown dog somebody sorry, I'm apologizing if you bought a dog during lockdown <laughs> but I know a lot of people did <laughs> a lot of people did um, but people who obviously had got the dog and then didn't really know what to do with it and how they were treating it and how they were disciplining it and it was a bit chaotic and and it reminded me of that old phrase you know a dog's not just for Christmas and people are finding that reality but when they knew the reality Then these dogs were having a whale of a time and the people were enjoying their dog and enjoying that sense of a freedom that there was you know the Holy Spirit's not just for Pentecost that was what God reminded me as I was looking at these dogs the Holy Spirit's not just for Pentecost and on a Sunday as we listen to people like Jonathan Conrath you know the Holy Spirit isn't just for visiting speakers The Holy Spirit isn't just for the church pastor. The Holy Spirit isn't just for the person who's anointed to pray with fire. The Holy Spirit isn't just stuck in the words of our Bible. The Holy Spirit is for each and every one of us. Yesterday... um, we had our away day for the Alpha that we're running in the Brough and villages round about. And the topic of conversation, the, the themes for the day, is the Holy Spirit. So I'll just say now, you know, we spent a whole day on it yesterday. And there was so much. And I'm going to go on for maybe another 15, 20 minutes. So, obviously. I am not going to cover the richness of who the Holy Spirit is and all the different facets you know you could do Bible studies on the Holy Spirit for the next 20 years and God would keep revealing new things after new things so as the Lord had laid on my heart that's the topic for Sunday the 19th (laughs) really (laughs) that's an awful lot there Lord and so I've I've really prayed, and there's just a f- three or four things, the key things that I believe God wants me to share today. And I believe for every one of us in here, there'll be something that's for you. It might not be the whole thing, it might just be one bit, but there'll be something. That's for everybody because that's our God, isn't he? He's not limited by the inefficiency of the speaker's research. He's not limited by the uh, lack of explanation. He can speak to each one of us. Acts chapter one. As we face our challenges, as we listen to the words of the Jonathan Conraths and the stories and all that we hear, we can feel, that is not for me. But listen to what Jesus says. This is after he'd risen from the dead. Verse 3 in Acts 1. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak about for John baptized with water but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit and then probably my favorite favorite verse in verse 8 when I'm feeling a little bit like I can't do this Lord verse 8 but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You know, when we had Jonathan Conrath saying, I am not ashamed. When we hear people coming and giving testimony of how they have witnessed, maybe not on a grand stage somewhere, maybe just, you know, the typical thing at work, over a cup of coffee maybe in a coffee shop maybe waiting at a bus stop they have been given that opportunity to share about Jesus and we think oh I don't know if I could do with that don't know if I could manage to find the words you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses not you maybe. you will be you will be It's a promise. It's a gift that the Holy Spirit is for each and every one of us. Whatever the challenge is, whatever we're wondering about, we need to take that promise. So the first thing that I really feel God wants us to to take on board today for some of us, it's the phrase, the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth now I'm going to be dipping around I'm going to give a a few different references you know if something strikes you by all means look it up but otherwise just wait till something stirs in you and you go oh that's the one I want to mark that's the one I want to remember so this is in John 16 and this is what Jesus said I I like it in the Bible I mean my Bible doesn't have red writing I know sometimes people say oh I like the red bits in the Bible mine doesn't it's just all very small black but this is John 16 and it is what Jesus said so it's worth listening to but in fact it's best for you that I go away because if I don't the advocate won't come if I do go away then I will send him to you and when he comes, that's the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. And then it goes on into verse 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. He will lead us into all truth now at that moment when we first come to know Jesus at that moment when we become a Christian and we say yeah I'm going to follow Jesus the word tells us that the spirit is within us He comes upon us. He's a seal of the inheritance of that eternal life that we've heard about. He convicts us of sin, you know, at that moment when we've all made that prayer of like, oh Lord, I want to commit my life to you. We have to repent. We have to say sorry for the things that we've done that haven't been right. And then he leads us into the truth of that. He leads us on from there. But it's not that one-off moment, the spirit leads us into all truth all through our lives you know I always think um, if it was just one off then that would be nice but actually as I go through this life as I go through the world there's an awful lot of things where I'm left thinking oh what do I do here is that right is that wrong in today's world isn't that particularly true there are so many things being presented to us as this is right this is right this is what people should believe this is how people should behave and sometimes you're there thinking is, is that right Actually, I didn't think it was, and my reading of the Bible says it isn't, but now my head's starting to melt because there's so many things being presented. Healthy discussion, respect for each other's points of view. Actually, in today's world, we're seeing more and more aggression, more and more violence with people saying, I have got it right. You need to believe what I believe. No, we need the Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. There was um, a busy day yesterday, um, but at the end of the day, a little bit of downtime after the Alpha Away day, um, I went on Facebook, as you do occasionally, just like, oh, give me something different now, just to wind the day down, stop me watching Deck the Halls for the 10th time on uh, Film (laughs) 4. and those of you who know Belinda out at Sabgool you know you know she's if you saw her on Prayer Storm if you read what she blogs she's a real sound person she's rooted in the word deep 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 now she put a quote and because it was late at night I haven't had a chance to say so. where did that come from but the, the the quote really spoke to me and so I'm just going to share it to you although I, I don't know where it comes from so if I can find out from Belinda I will but This is what it said. The age of information is resting heavily upon us. You know, we have the whole of the internet to find out, don't we? However, not all information given is correct. Counterfeit information is often designed to look and sound like truth in order for easy deception and hasty consumption. Isn't that true? Things really can look like truth but they're not and then this lovely phrase make sure you are aware from which source you are drinking the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth we need him we need discernment we need wisdom as we go through this world to know what he is saying to us what god's truth is the second thing i really felt to highlight today is how the holy spirit changes us i was going to say in my original notes he makes us more like jesus and then last week chris jesus is savage and i'm like maybe that's not a friendly word to share for a second week in a row <laughs> true but I'm not gonna I won't I won't major on that Uh, you know he changes us what we're told in Titus 3 it says he washed away our sins giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit he generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Saviour And we're told as well, aren't we, that we, in 2 Corinthians 3, that we are being transformed into Christ's image, which with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. We are being changed. And again, as I was preparing, I don't know about you, I sometimes get silly songs in my head. And this one isn't silly, but I bet a lot of you could join in with me if I start to sing it the fruit of the spirit is oh maybe you can't love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control gain such there is no law that's a lovely song oh all these fruit the spirit he's going to change us and we're going to be patient never my strongest point we're going to be kind we're going to be all these things. How lovely! But if you read that verse in Corinth, in not in Galatians, it ends with, "Let us keep in step with the Spirit." You know, he doesn't just change us because now we've made the prayer of commitment. Now he's inside of us. That's it. Spirit inside me. He's going to change me into this wonderful, sparkly, marvellous person. So I'll shine for him. No, we have to keep in step with the Spirit. And that's where the change takes place. As we keep in step with him. As we continue to allow him to fill us. That word, we we know it, you know, we're a Pentecostal church. We've heard it preached many, many times that we should be filled with the Spirit. And it's not a one-off, it's to carry on being filled. And as we read the Word of God and we hear, it says... This person full of the Spirit. This person full of the Spirit. You be filled with the Spirit. You be filled with the Spirit. On and on and on. (laughs) It's not an alternative. If we want to live a life where we are changed, where we're transformed, we need to keep in step with him. We need to keep full of the Holy Spirit. It's like peeling an onion. That's what I always think. Every time God changes something in me or challenges me about something, it's a bit like, oh, here we go. You know, when you peel the onion and it's got that outer bit and then you get, and then you find there's another bit underneath. Apart from the fact your fingers obviously start to smell revolting. But you go, and then there's another layer and there's another layer. And then you think, oh, maybe that's it. No, there's another layer. You know, we are being transformed in ever increasing glory. We're going to be like Jesus, not being mean. We've got a long way to go, haven't we? Let's be honest. If <laughs> We're going to change to be like him. Even the longest serving Christian here, even the most holy person here, we're still not there yet. Let's be honest. We've got a long way to go, but we need to keep going. Going back to, you know, the challenges that we've had lately... The third thing that I just felt the Holy Spirit was saying, yeah, this is what we need to think about today. And maybe this one's for you. It was in our prayers earlier. The Holy Spirit provides us with the power to witness. I've mentioned it already, you know, it's not just for the the Jonathan Conraths or the the Chris Fleet Crofts or, you know, let's go, Jamie, you know, Jamie's been a Christian a long time. He's, a, he's, you know, he knows his stuff. He's, he's good, oh, you know, let Jamie do it no 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 it's for all of us Uh, I read a book a while ago a brilliant book it's by a guy from the evangelical alliance called Phil Knox and the book's called story bearers and basically the thing within it is that we are all story bearers. Bear, I can't say the word, bearers. We carry a story yeah. of how God has touched our lives. Yeah. You know, my story will be very different from yours. I can, my story includes time when everything was going wrong in our family, with people dying, people being ill, really bad time. But God gave me strength and a hope. You know, that's part of my story. Yours might be a story of specific healing. Yours might be a story of provision where he's given something at a time when you thought you hadn't hadn't got it and it wasn't available. We all have a story. Having a story makes us story bearers. We carry this story around. And uh, Phil Knox in this book just makes it sound much easier witnessing sounds much easier if you listen to how he suggests it can be done because what he says is that as we get to know people I know Mark so I'm not going to pick on him I know Mark very well but if I was talking with Mark if I was just getting to know him and Mark didn't know Jesus and Mark started to tell me about his life and his story And I listen to him because we've built a friendship. And he tells me things that aren't good in his life at the moment. Part of his story where it's hard. I carry a story. And as I pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show me, how do I answer Mark? How do I share with Mark? Do I grab my Bible and say, this is what you need? You know, what do I do? No. No. I just ask God to show me how I take the relevant bit of my story that demonstrates God's story and I share it. That's witness. That's witness. If I can say to somebody who's going through, say it's a time of provision, not having, and they're, they're like, I don't know how I'm going to make ends meet. If my story is that actually God met my need at the point when I thought I was going to end up, you know, out on the streets. And I can say, oh, I had a time like that when it was difficult. But, you know, I believe in God. And whilst I was, during that time, I read my Bible and and this verse leapt out at me about how God provides and I really prayed for it and then do you know what happened this happened it changed how I felt fa- and I can share something of my story that's much simpler isn't it than feeling we have to stand on the street corner it's much simpler than thinking we need to know everything in the bible before we can witness it's much better than thinking oh I need a d- degree in theology to understand what God's saying about a lot of things no what's God done for you? What's he done for me? Let the Holy Spirit remind you because we're told, you know, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit's your helper. He'll bring back to mind what you need. So ask him and then he helps you. He provides us with the power to witness. And I'm just giving a really simple way you know the call on your life might be different the call on your life might be that you're going to be up front somewhere doing something really amazing but for the majority of us it's in everyday life when we're a bit like how do I witness how do I do that but God as long as we listen as long as we allow ourselves to be led he will speak to us and in that situation he'll give us what we need Part of that might be spiritual gifts. Now, sometimes people get a bit hung up on spiritual gifts. You know, we read and some of them are a bit like, ooh, a bit out there, whatever. But want, the other thing that I felt God saying is we need to remember that what he gives us is for the common good. So 1 Corinthians 12 says there are different kinds of spiritual gifts and we could weather it you know I could whiz through them wisdom knowledge healing performing miracles that's when I think sometimes we're a bit like oh that's a bit out there supernatural you know yeah God's supernatural you know don't don't say can't do it he can Uh, prophecy discernment all those different gifts but it says it's God who distributes them he decides And in verse 7 of that chapter, he said, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other for the common good. We can't say, oh, I want the nice, cosy, change me. Not that that's always cosy. We can't just go for the the fruit of the spirit. We can't just go for the easy bits. We have to take it all. And it's for the common good. For the good of us to gather together as the body of Christ. Your gift can minister to another's gift. But also for the common good of the community you live in. The common good of the people down your street. The people at work who don't know Jesus yet. It's for the common good. But we have to listen. And we have to be prepared to step out as God leads. The Holy Spirit isn't just for Pentecost it's a gift who is promised to each believer it's a gift for those who are on that point of do I believe don't I believe it's a gift for those who would say well yeah I come to church I believe in God but I've not been filled with the spirit I don't quite understand that yeah it's a gift for all The Holy Spirit is for each one of us for the common good. We can't say, I'll be a two persons in the Trinity Christian or a three persons in the Trinity. And actually, we need to be filled and to keep on being filled. On the Alpha Away Day... We give opportunity for people to be filled with the Spirit. And actually, you know, people who come on Alpha, some of them don't know Jesus at all. Some of them are just, they've got um, quite a traditional faith and they don't know. And others come and, you know, yeah, they've been walking with God a long time. But being filled is the being continually filled that we all need. And I'm going to ask Chris to come back up. I don't know if he's bringing his band with him or not. And if to start with, if you could, you know, just play quietly in the background. Because what I want us all to do today is just to ask God to show us what he's saying to each of us. And maybe where we're a bit dry. Maybe something that actually... We do need more of the Holy Spirit for a particular situation. Maybe for some of us, there's something we know God's been saying for a while, but actually um, we've not really taken the step because it just seems a bit like, can't do that. Maybe it is god wants to put his finger on something that's part of the being changed from glory to glory maybe it's you know all these challenges from the front all the changes oh i just don't know let's allow god to speak to each of us today just to allow him um, let's just receive the gift he's got and it's different for everybody we're all going through different lives we're all at different stages different for everybody But it's the free gift. (laughs) You know, it's the free gift. It's not just stuck on the front of the magazine and drops off. It's the free gift that's for every day. If you'd like to just stand if you can. i was preparing one of the things that i heard god say was for some people it's time to live dangerously dangerously it's a bit of a word isn't it but it means to be risky precarious and, and it's again it's different for everyone but maybe god's asking you to do something today that you think is a bit risky don't worry Holy Spirit's there to enable you. Maybe as you've listened, there's been things where you think, yeah, but that's not for me. And you sort of start to put up a bit of a barrier. Well, maybe today, even if humanly you think, I don't really understand this. Maybe this is the time to go, okay, God, I'm in. You're going to have to explain it, but I'm in. Maybe you're just feeling a bit dry today filled keep on being filled let's just open our hands up to God just as an expression of how we want to receive from him Ephesians 1 says I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus the glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so you may know him better, the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance, and his incomparably great power. Come Holy Spirit, fill us with